All right, everybody. Uh, this is Pastor Rob coming uh, at you on my RevRobRodriguez.com podcast. And uh, today I have my good friend Rob Lambert with me. Uh, Rob is from the Recovery House of Worship. Specifically, he's helping to pastor the church in the Bronx right now that's been meeting online. And God has a call in his life, not only for people in recovery, but uh, what's near and dear to my heart, the, the island of Puerto Rico, where, where I'm, me and my, my parents and my whole my family's from. So I wanted to talk to him today. Uh, just, to, Rob, I want you to first, if you could share with us how you came to Jesus and talk about your, your road of recovery with the 12 steps and how you got associated with our associated with our Sure. Um, first of all, thanks for having me, uh, Pastor Rob. Uh, good to be here. Um, and so my testimony is this. You know, I grew up in and out of foster homes. Uh, I was abandoned as a child. Um, and as a result of some of the traumas I experienced as a child, I turned to drugs at a very young age. I want to say around 10 or 11 years old. And uh, like most people who get involved with drugs uh, in, the, in the same scenario, if you will, as I was in, uh, you progress rather quickly. And I found myself hitting bottoms with uh, crack cocaine at the ripe old age of uh, 20 years old. And so I found myself in the rooms of uh, recovery and 12-step program. And, um, you know, so I stayed clean, but my life was just not getting better. Uh, I, I had this void. I had this, this yearning for something more. And so I always uh, was in search of something. And unfortunately, that something I was always in search of was either something illegal, something immoral, uh, something uh, unspiritual, unholy. And so uh, I was in this 12-step program that asks me or directs me uh, in one of the steps to, to seek a power greater than myself. And one of the problems with that, with that concept is that uh, you can seek any power greater than yourself. And subsequently, what I ended up doing was I just became my own higher power. And so my higher power was this imaginary thing that I made up in my mind. And therefore, I had no real power uh, when it came to changing uh, the things in my life that I wanted to change. And so I found myself uh, two decades later still in this 12-step uh, this, uh, uh, program of recovery and, and just, you know, at the end of my rope, I had just been arrested. I had multiple years clean. I couldn't blame the drugs anymore, but my life was continuing to spiral out of control. And um, so I was at a 12-step uh, function and I heard this we were having a speaker jam it was a men's speaker jam and I was at the home group uh, my home group um, that was part of this 12-step program that I go to uh, this 12-step fellowship and we were having what's called a speaker jam and so uh, what happens is you have a bunch of um, it, was, it was a men's group so I had a bunch of men from all over the country that would come in and share on various topics in recovery and this one guy that was sharing was from Brooklyn, New York, and his name was Raymond R. And uh, something about what he said, uh, you know, made me put my, my big ear on and, 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 and what he was saying just pierced my heart. And so I went up to him and had a conversation. And so he invited me to his, his home group, uh, which was in Brooklyn, New York. I'm originally from Brockton, Massachusetts. I was living in Fall River, Massachusetts. Subsequently is where I got clean. And so I drove all the way to Brooklyn just to go to uh, one of these 12-step meetings uh, that was Raymond Oz's uh, home group. And uh, come to find out, he was a pastor. And uh, 
but he definitely had the power of God with him. And so, and so there was just something different about him. There was, there was something different about the way he walked, the way he talked, how he shared. And, uh, and so I was attracted to that. Now I know looking back that it was the Holy Spirit leading me here. Long story short, a couple of moves and I, um, and I ended up moving to uh, Brooklyn, New York and becoming a member, uh, coming, getting saved, uh, getting baptized and become a member of uh, Recovery House of Worship. That was uh, 12 years ago, a little more than 12 years ago. Um, and so I've served um, in this in this in this fellowship, uh, wore many different hats, uh, was on the worship team. Uh, I started a nonprofit called uh, Trampled Rose Productions, where I put on these musicals that um, spoke to people in recovery, um, the gospel of Jesus Christ in a language that they could understand. That's what's that's what's unique about this 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 uh, ministry is that. Um, we believe in, in Jesus Christ, but we all, listen, we believe that um, just as, as Jesus chose to use Ananias to remove the scales from, from Paul's eyes, Jesus chose to use the 12-step uh, uh, fellowship to remove the scales from my eyes. And many people just like me. And so, uh, and we believe that wholeheartedly. And so, uh, we remain in recovery, in, in the rooms of recovery, and going to meetings and speaker jams, and 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 we're able to speak the language um, that people in recovery can understand, um, and that's you know the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we speak it we speak it in the language of recovery, and we basically uh, we are a light um, in the room. And, and uh, just as, as Jesus called us, we're not doing anything spectacular other than being who we are, which is people in recovery who have found the hope and, um, and the power that is found in Jesus Christ. And we share it with right. others. Yes, yeah, so I got to be a part of one of those. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I got to help out with Born in Brockton, uh, Born Again in Brooklyn. I got, yeah, I got, to, I got to be the hype. Oh, you're awesome. That. Well. That's right. That was, that was good. My, my, my kids and my wife, and we still have the t-shirts, oh, right. so yeah, we, we enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, it really it really did speak to the people in the room, and um, it, was, it wasn't it was outdated. It, it spoke exactly to the audience that was there, which is really, really good. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. There's this stigma about people in recovery, like they're this subsection that no one knows about. Like the, the biblical word for addiction is idolatry. We all got it. We all got a problem. Absolutely. And, and I believe uh, that's why I love working with people in recovery. I love speaking to people in recovery because I, I feel like uh, on both ends for me and for the person that I'm speaking to, uh, it's a real conversation. Like the, there, the, there's less walls because we're, we're used to sharing. And, and sometimes that scares people, Rob. You know that. Like sometimes people are not used to that, that you're that open about stuff. And, and, and sometimes they get a little... Um, you know, embarrassed, but you're like, dude, I'd, I'd rather be real. You know, I'd, I'd rather let you know exactly where I'm coming from. Um, and then I know where you're coming from. And so I, I, I really appreciate that testimony. Absolutely. So, uh, so Pastor, Pastor Raymond, uh, Raymond Ramos, he's the founder of the Recovery House of Worship uh, church planting movement. And that's an organization that you and I are both, are both very intimately affiliated yep. with. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what God has done. Um, I got to help uh, start the church in the Bronx, and uh, you know, um, and, and it was it, it was going really well. And then COVID hit, but then uh, you guys took up the mantle and continued to have things online. 
And so let me know how that were, how that, uh, how, how, um, you're affiliated with the church in the Bronx, what, what you were doing before COVID and what, what you guys are doing. Sure. Now. Uh, I, you know, I was a member of recovery house of worship in Brooklyn. Uh, and my wife and I, uh, were planning on buying a house and because of the, you know, the cost of living here in New York, uh, the best bang we could get for the buck was in the Bronx. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so we, we started to, to attend the, uh, the Bronx recovery house of worship. Um, and as a result of preparing, you know, for the, for this move that we, that we wanted to make, uh, and purchasing a home. And when I went to the recovery house of worship in the Bronx, um, I, I just, I, I just felt like I could, I, I could help somehow. There, there was just something, you know, something drawing me to, um, I felt like there was something missing. I, I felt that there was a need. I couldn't really put my finger on it. And I said, well, you know, uh, let me see, you know, how I can, you know, what I can do. And so I offered to, uh, to start teaching, you know, simple Bible studies and, um, and, and that's where, that's where it started. And, you know, and, and eventually led to, um, you know, doing announcements. Um, and, you know, I had been, you know, on, on various worship teams in, in the Bronx as well as Brooklyn. Um, so, so I would always, I would always, uh, take part in that, whether it be playing drums or, or, or singing or, you know, doing a solo or whatever. But, um, I started to find myself more and more behind the pulpit, um, with announcements and, and things, um, of that nature. And, and one day I found myself, um, at the pulpit, uh, preaching and I have a lot of experience with, uh, with speaking in these, in these, uh, in the 12 step program that I go to, I've been in this 12 step program for almost 33 years now. And, uh, so I have a lot of experience with, uh, you know, with, with speaking and sharing and, and giving information. And so I, I think in, in the combination of, of how, of, of the gift mix that, that God has given me and the experiences that, I, that I've had that led up to this, um, you know, I found myself, you know, behind the pulpit and preaching for the first time about a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer, about a year and a half ago. And so, um, you know, every, every other month or, or, or every month I would, I would find myself at the pulpit, um, uh, and, and was able to preach and, um, in this, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I felt like, you know, the Lord was leading me in, in this area and then COVID came. And, uh, so, so, so we were shut down, uh, we were shut down, um, like most churches were shut down. And, um, and so we immediately, um, the, the recovery hustle worship church planting movement immediately, um, started uh, using technology, like, like a lot of churches. And, uh, we started having service on zoom and, uh, and platforms such as that. And so we noticed that, uh, more people were actually coming and people that, that wouldn't come into the building were coming to zoom and, um, and we're finding, uh, we're finding Jesus Christ through the, uh, through the zoom platform. And so what was started, uh, a few months, maybe six to eight months after we started on zoom, um, a decision was made that we were going to start, uh, an online church, Recovery House of Worship online. And uh, the churches that were already established uh, could make the decision if they wanted to be a part of this online um, church and just have 
campuses uh, and Bronx was one of those. And so the Bronx Recovery House of Worship is now part of the Recovery House of Worship online, but has its own campus. And as um, the rules begin to change in New York and, and we start to uh, live, you know, somewhat more normal lives, um, we'll be doing things in the Bronx as a campus, but going to church uh, online uh, with the online church. So. Yeah, I got to uh, speak there a few weeks ago, um, and uh, I really enjoyed. I mean, to me, to me, it was really awesome because the the simplicity of it. You know, um, you know, there's some announcements. You get into the preaching, and then there's a great discussion time afterwards, which I think is 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 so needed, and it's so easy to access. You know, you don't have to take a train or walk twenty blocks. You literally just log on. Yeah. And and, and and it's been awesome. And then not only that, just because of the, the reach of the Recovery House of Worship right now, uh, depending on, on, you know, the 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 time where you're at, you know, you could join from another country. You know, we have Recovery House of Worship in London, and sometimes they can stay up late or go to, or early. I don't know which way that works, but right. they could be with us. You know, we'll, we'll be dressed, but they'll be in their pajamas or, you know, yeah. but it doesn't matter. We all can come on. So it's it's really a neat opportunity. But I, but you know, God's been calling you to something specific, and uh, you, you, you feel you and Wanda feel God is calling you to the island of Puerto Rico to, 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 to see people come to Jesus Christ. I want you to tell me about sure. that. Sure. Uh, back in 2018, um, I, I went to Puerto Rico, and uh, this was after the hurricane, and so I wanted to do something, and uh, you know, I, I just, I just wanted to help, and so I. I got as many donations as I could from friends and family, put together a, a little chunk of change and ordered a bunch of solar lights on Amazon. And so I, um, I packed up these solar lights, <clears throat> excuse me, and I went and I flew to Puerto Rico, uh, to Mayaguez, where my uh, wife was from. She was not my wife at the time, uh, we were engaged. And, um, and so I hooked up with a, with a pastor over there. I just started making, I, I got literally, I got on the internet and I started making calls. Hey, you know, I, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I want to come to, to, uh, to Mayaguez or the area. Are you guys doing anything in the community I can help out with? And so, hmm. um, I found, I hooked up with a, uh, pastor, uh, Julian, and he was, um, going to the, to the various, uh, houses, uh, in the mountains outside of Aguadilla. I'm not sure exactly where it is. And so we were giving out these solar lights and uh, had a lot of great experiences um, with doing that, ministering to people. And we had a day where they they uh, they cleaned out a, a local uh, youth center. Uh, some of the roof had been gone and um, some doctors without borders, missionaries, came from other countries. And so we had this one day of uh, serving the community um, with their medical needs, you know, uh, diabetes medication, blood pressure medication, et cetera, et cetera. And so on that Sunday, we went to the church that my wife's family uh, had gone to. And I, forgive me, because I don't remember the name of the town. And uh, so we went in there and, and, and the worship was just, I didn't understand a word and I was weeping and it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. And I looked over to my left and there was like a group of 40 guys like segregated off, off by themselves. And I asked my wife and she says, Oh, those are the guys from the local rehab. And I says, Oh man, I go, this place needs a recovery house of worship. Um, and I never put much more thought on it than that. 
And as I, as the Lord began to to lead me in the Bronx, and and, and it's, it's now leading me um, towards becoming a pastor. Uh, this idea, once the Bronx shut down and we started this online thing, this 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 idea of of recovery house of worship in in Puerto Rico kept coming up in my head and in my heart and in my head and in my heart. And, you know, so I talked about it with my pastor um, and he says, all right, he says, uh, he says, <laughs> he said, in six months, I want you to learn as much Spanish as I do. And so <laughs> what he was doing was, was seeing if I was, you know, is this like the real deal? Because you know how, you know, like uh, right. everybody gets, gets, a, you know, the great idea and, um, you know, uh, just like the, uh, the scribe who went to Jesus and said, hey, I want to follow you anywhere. I'm down. And Jesus was said, really? I don't even have a place to lay my head. So I think it was one of those moments. And I'll tell you, ever since I've, I've been learning Spanish every single day, uh, I've been connecting with people in Puerto Rico and, and God has confirmed this calling, not only through my wife, but um, through others as well, through her family. Uh, as, as I'm connecting with people in Puerto Rico, uh, rehabs, um, other churches, people that work in the community, social workers that work in, in the projects. I spoke with this one gentleman who uh, manages this recovery house. And he said something that was very powerful and very encouraging. He said that he and the director have been praying for somebody like me and th that I was an answer to their prayers. So there's confirmation that, that, um, that the Lord is leading me in this direction and you know i'm going to my, my eyes wide open it's one thing to go and visit puerto rico and to lie on the beach completely other thing to go there and live um but i'm up for the task i know i know it's a new culture you know it's a new language i won't have the conveniences that i have around here but i believe that god can do a mighty thing in puerto rico even with someone as broken as myself and so i'm looking forward to the challenge and see what god's got. amen so you're taking a trip, right? That's coming yes, up. Yes, I'm taking a trip. Uh, July 23rd, I will be I'll, I'll be landing in uh, San Juan, and there's actually a Puerto Rican convention in the 12-step program fellowship that I go to. So I'll be spending a couple days in San Juan, just connecting with people in recovery in Puerto Rico, and excuse me, in San Juan. From there, uh, that Sunday morning, I'm going to drive to Mayaguez, and. Uh, and we're going to be working with the community and I've, I've connected with um, a couple of social workers as well as another pastor. And we're going to, the plan is to uh, go there and just love on people, uh, cook for them, have a barbecue, um, either on, there's this place under the bridge that's, that's uh, near some projects that, so no matter if it rains or what the weather's like, uh, the show can still go on for lack of a better way of saying it. And we can love on and serve people uh, under the bridge and a lot of our people, people that are in recovery or people that need recovery, people that are still using on the streets, um, we can reach and, and we can talk to and we can love on. And um, yeah, so I'm going to do that uh, July, uh, excuse me, the first week of August, I'll be in Maya Woods and just loving and, and serving on people. So you're in the process right now of becoming uh, under a mission organization not only be able to, you know, do the things that mission boards do, they keep you accountable, they help you to collect funds and things like that, but for, so 
uh, I wanted I want you to keep us up to date on the best way that we can that we can serve and support, and then we'll make sure that we put it on this on this podcast, even if it's later, and then we'll put it in the comments. But um, if there's something that we can that we can do to to reach out now to help with this trip uh, to Puerto Rico, how can somebody help? Oh, that'd be great, man. We we actually I just opened up a bank account specifically uh, for this this trip, and we have a Zelle um, that's great. attached to it. And so you can donate through Zelle uh, for this one missions trip. Uh, everything after this, God willing, I'm being vetted for um, for missions door, and that should be done uh, rather pretty soon. I, I've gone through the whole process. And um, so after this missions trip, if anyone wants to give, they'll have to give uh, through the missions door. But for this missions trip, uh, if, if, if you'd like to give, if you'd like to support us on, the, on this week-long venture that we're going to go and, and feed people and love on them and, and share the gospel um, in a language that they can understand, uh, you can give through Zell uh, to my email, which is uh, R-B-R-T- L A M B E R T at gmail.com. You can give great. We'll make sure we put up a slide at the end of this. And so people will have that as well. All right, Rob, thanks for being with us today. Um, really excited about what God is doing. So uh, you heard from my, 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 my brother, Rob Lambert and his call uh, to Puerto Rico. And uh, I'm excited to work alongside Rob. And so I hope that you've enjoyed uh, this podcast. All right, Rob, hold on one second.